The Fatback 3 podcast, every Monday at 4 p.m. I can't help but live in the moment Eyes lock when you talk, it's slow motion Well, your eyes, they look like the sun on the ocean You look amazing to me Sometimes it feels right, I can't help but show it I think that we're meant to be I can't help but live in the moment. The Fatback 3 podcast, every Monday at 4pm. Hello ladies and gents, and welcome to the Fatback 3 football podcast. This week we'll be picking our very own Fatback 3 all-time Premier League 11. I know Paul and Wig are very excited about this because the closest exciting thing they get to pick is what they can have on Chinese menu. So, good evening gents. Good evening. Right, so just for the viewers, uh, listeners, should I say, <laughs> for the listeners... They don't want to look at you, mate. No, I don't, that's probably why. But anyway, for the <laughs> listeners, um, how we're going to do this, I have gone away and picked a short list for each position that Paul and Wig don't know about. So how it's going to work, we're going to reel off some names for each position and we've picked a formation of 4-4-2 and... Our resident experts, or supposed experts, um, Paul and Wig are going to pick a team, and then we're going to finalise it all from there. So, boys, starting with the goalkeepers, um, I pick four for this position. Um, we've got Petr Cech, David Seaman, Pitch Michael, and Edwin van der Sar. So, Ooh. boys, starting with Petr Cech. Uh, your thoughts um, as a keeper? Do you rate him? What do you reckon? Uh, efficient, I think. It's a good one. Um, I, I don't remember any major clangers or anything like that that he ever dropped. Not until um, his days now. He was very well, underrated, no, weren't he? Uh, we're, we're talking. Think... I'm, I'm guessing we're talking when they were in the prime. So yeah. He, but yeah, yeah. He, he, he was a top keeper, think, most definitely. Have they still got the. Um... Record clean sheets in a season as well, I think. Uh, might I think have, yeah. actually. He might that, have. Chelsea season. With oh, that individual season. Yeah, I think he did, didn't he? Yeah, he might have, yeah. He, he, was a very, uh, he went under radar when they first bought him. I don't think, obviously, anybody heard of him, did there? And he was yeah. obviously quite yeah, a top. Nobody ever thought that he were going to be as good as he actually was. Oh, no. Seven. Yeah, I seem to think as well, I think once he'd had that injury um, with the fractured skull... I don't think he was quite the same. I think he was probably more mentally than anything else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he made a mistake, but he weren't as consistent. Because com- a lot of keepers, yeah, and commanding. Yeah, a lot of keepers when they get older they tend to perform probably a bit better, kind of in the prime. Prime, but I don't know. He just seemed to kind of deteriorate. But you couldn't knock his efforts. No. Mainly, say at Chelsea. Yeah, he, he peaked earlier than keep. Keepers usually do, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, probably because of that, I don't know. But to be fair, if you'd had a whack on head like he had and you had a fractured skull, you're going to be a bit wary, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, but, top keeper. Yeah. Moving on, David Seaman. What were your thoughts? Um, pretty much same as better check, really. Quality keeper. Driving I don't remember him yeah. dropping many, many clangers. 
Yeah. Um, I always remember that save at Sheffield United in Cup semi final. Oh, one of the best, that. Brilliant. Oh, yeah, where he, he clawed yeah. from, from, from oh, behind him just before yeah, he that edit, line. Old Trafford. I remember that, yeah. I don't know what you'll think, boys. Do you think we've, do you think we've ever had a keeper from England point of view as, as good? Not as solid, I wouldn't say, and as reliable, probably not, no. Um, no, not not definitely not in Premier League either. Anyway. I think when, uh, when Joe Hart came in originally, I really rated him, but he quickly deteriorated and became almost too passionate and lost his focus. Maybe. Yeah, I think he was. Uh, he was, um, as far as England were concerned, I don't think we were at the at the time when Joe Hart were in his prime. I don't think we were particularly blessed with good goalkeepers, were we? I don't no. recall anybody else. No, he um, was a pick of them, obviously. But see, without my bias hat on, um, Nigel Martin might have been very close. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, Nigel Martin was that era, that ninety sort of ninety nine to two thousand and three era, maybe. Yeah, I think this it would have the... worked really, wouldn't it? Yeah, this is a difficult situation. We when I when I've been picking these because I. Obviously, which I forgot to add to our listeners, <laughs> me uh, naffing up again. But um, when we when I pick these players, um, it has been based on the messages that we've got on our page, um, a bit of new players as well, and also the old school. So it's a variety. So I've tried to relate to uh, to everyone on that. But anyway, that's just my little mess up in that. <laughs> anyway, moving on, fellas. Uh, Pete Schmeichel. Um, one of the best for me. Yeah, it's got a f- absolutely phenomenal. Um, uh, I can't. To be, if I'm honest, I know you haven't got to the fourth one yet, but I can't really think of anybody better. No, I think it. I, I we really might have already answered that question. Who we're going to pick? I think on that one. But one thing that sticks out in my mind with Schmeichel, um, obviously, we're big towering presence, um, and obviously, he made one of the reasons why Manuel kicked on in the early years and I used to admire the fact when he used to come out when strikers are on goal and how big him because he was obviously a big bloke yeah just proper he just proper staffish wasn't he yeah I think he made I was thinking earlier I think he I don't know if you remember Ox I can remember his save against Newcastle we're in that 5-0 five, five and you beat him it, it was probably the other game that year when we'd uh, we'd sort of messed the league up and, and the beaters uh, won. Sorry, that one that says stick that in my mind for Schmeichel. Cantona uh, scored. We, we battered them for 60 minutes. Absolutely. Yeah. Battered. It have been 5 0 up again. And yeah. he, he, he got man at match, I think. He was he were phenomenal. Yeah. I think if you're talking about it's in that game, I think. Yeah, uh, penalty save I, as well. Um, my main memories of him uh, are we just used to. He had absolutely no fear. He'd, he'd come flying out, make him big every time, and that massive, like, starfish shape that he came out in. And he copped loads of unfortunate ones, didn't he, as well? But it didn't bother yeah. him. Five minutes later, he'd do the same again. He was still um, good. Yeah. Awesome. And he well. wore su- such a voice as well. <coughs> um, if, if he's behind you screaming at you, you're going to do as you're told, aren't you? Without a doubt, without a doubt. Anyway, boys, last one. Um, I've gone for Edwin van der Sar. Um, like I said, I think one thing when Schmeichel left, I think the the struggle didn't they, from the last couple, the first couple of years to uh, replace him. And I thought he were probably the 
see with David 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 De Gea could have been close in this. Um, obviously Edison, Allison. Not, not for me. Uh, no. De, De Gea not for me. He's not in their level at the minute. I don't think. I think yeah. he he was maybe season season and a half ago. I think he's he's, he's really gone off boil. I mean yeah. I yeah, mean, the, I think the point of this is goalkeepers in in the prime in the, in the prime you've got you've got to consider him but i don't know it's hard there's, there's too many if you if you're only picking four somebody's going to miss out aren't they yeah that's that's been the most difficult thing in in all of this and when we get a bit later down the line there might be a, you might be a bit puzzled maybe with some choices you might not be and um this will be an interesting thing but yeah um with with Sar, obviously I think he come to Man United back in his career, didn't he? And um, I think I don't know which season. I think they won the league. I don't know if it was the same season Van Persie were there, or, or it might be no. In fact, no, De Gea were there, wasn't he? Um, one of the seasons when Van der Sar were there, I, I think they won the league and he, he played a big part. He won Champions League, didn't he, with them? I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In fact, yeah, he did, didn't he, in Russia? Um, yeah. So. What yeah. goalkeeper when? Um, who got goalkeeper in uh, Fergie's last season? Fergie's I think it was De Gea because I think that's what I was thinking then with Van Persie. I think yeah, it was De Gea. With, with Fergie, did De Gea, didn't he? Been there quite a while, De Gea. Yeah. But anyway, that's just keepers. Um, narrowly missing out were um, Massimo Taibbi, Roy Carroll, and. and <laughs> oh, Paul don't Wesley, talk to me about Roy Carroll. I, I, I remember that uh, goal that Mendes given. Yeah. Pedro Mendes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like it was yesterday. You nearly got an ox, but I just just had to miss you out, mate. I'm afraid. Me, yeah, well, that's a, that's a shame, mate. Never yeah, mind. I think I'd have been about tenth on best best, maybe. <laughs> Definitely number one on keepers that never made it to Premier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, fellas, your choice. I think we already know it, but I, I, for me, I'm, I'm going for Michael. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, Probably a close second would have been Van der Sar. I, I, I can never remember him making a mistake, Van der Sar, to be honest. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd yeah. go with that as well, to be fair. I think. Match Michael, that treble season, you know, he played till he was 40, 41, whatever he was, and he was still doing it, you know. It, yeah. He was brilliant. I mean, I think people forget he replaced David Seaman at Man, U, at Man City, sorry, you know, oh, uh, <laughs> for a season. So. Yeah. yeah, I think it's one. I think this is uh, going to be one of his easiest, probably one of his easiest choices of the of this show. I think, to be honest. So, yeah, no, we're yeah, happy. With I, Michael, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, right. Super. Right, right backs. Um, we've gone with four again. Um, the four I've got, I've got Gary Neville, Lee Dixon, Branislav Ivanovic. And maybe a surprise choice. I've gone for Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, and for somebody in particular who commented on our Facebook page, I haven't gone for Steven Gerrard. <laughs> I'm not going to name any names for legal reasons, but Steven Gerrard is not on the right back list. <laughs> I'm probably going to get sacked for this, but never mind. But you know who you are. So anyway, boys, Gary Neville, um, your thoughts? Mr. Reliable, basically. Um, what can you say? He, he could really cross a ball as well, couldn't he? 
Yeah, uh, he could, I he think could he defend, he could attack. He, were, he went under the radar so a little bit, I thought. Yeah, I think he was very underrated in his day. And I, I think people appreciated him more when he'd stopped playing because they realised what they were missing. Yeah. Well, I, I seem to think it's the other way around. I, I remember when think? he was yeah, I remember when he was playing and, and everybody was saying, you know, one of the best right backs in the world, you know, England's best right back, this and that. And now I don't know if it's because he plays it down in media and he, he sort of makes fun of himself and claims he were an average player. But nobody I, seems to mention him now. I don't. I, know. I, I, don't, I seem to him when he was playing for England, people were saying that how poor he was. Really, really. I think it towards back end of his, his career. I think his legs went a little, a little oh, bit. Yeah. Well, he's admitted that himself, hasn't he? And yeah. he went into centre half a few times. And I don't think yeah, that he did. he did well. It was obviously that kind of pro that it, if Gaffer asked him to play there, he'd play there. But it's like I always thought he complimented Beckham well down that side. And yeah, he did, and I think he massively helped Beckham. Yeah. To be fair, and yeah, he, I don't know. He, he changed a little bit of. Our right back should be, I think, because you talk about right backs now and they like right wingers, aren't they? And they're athletes, and obviously games change now. I don't know whether it start well the pace wise would he would he acclimatise to it now uh, compared to back then? But maybe not. But I think if you, I think he kind of maybe started to transition between um, full backs that defend and that actually can attack as well yeah yeah definitely so next one Lee Dixon um bit old school this one um old Arsenal back four for our older listeners um you couldn't get many better I know it probably pains uh, me to say that to you Wig as a Tottenham fan but yeah um that back four were as strict as as they can get and like I said probably like an old school defender yeah, that, that when he played in that Arsenal back four, absolutely unreal. Um, what, what, what can you say? They, they, they didn't really concede many goals, did they? No. Um, yeah. They didn't go forward either as the full-backs, did they, really? They weren't, like I said, this is going, what, they were late 80s, early 90s when Dixon yeah, started playing? Not, not, not really. They, they defended as a proper unit, didn't they? And yeah. Together, obviously it worked really well. Um, if someone said, if somebody said, somebody said to you, you've got a uh, a choice of two right backs, and you've got either Gary Neville or you've got Lee Dixon, and that's really tough to call with that one. You could you could toss a coin for me. There's there's not much in it. Yeah. Played for England a fair number of times as well. People you seem got, sorry. Played for England a fair number of times, and people yeah, did. really mention him up there as uh, as a top England player, like. Well, but how many caps did he get? Do you know? without looking I wouldn't know but I'd say between 16 and 25 something like see, that see I think as well it's like the basis on obviously my choices on things like this as well I've, I've tried to look at players as well that might not not necessarily be star names but kind of been a big part of that kind of team and obviously defence as well you, you know he sends with defenders that don't seem to get maybe as much credit as what the lads going forward get and oh. Lee Dixon, 22 England caps. Yeah. yeah so you won't you won't find out what you mate. Retired in 2002. Mm, it's yeah. interesting, then, isn't it? You know, longevity, yeah. and you know, I can never remember. I know from my early days of watching football, I can never really remember him getting criticised for 
I, I don't either, to be fair. Another consistent right-back, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. Right, moving on. Branislav Ivanovic. Um, well, I, I always remember that it was a bit unusual for um, a right-back because I seem to recall he was pretty tall. Yeah. Um, and he seemed to chip in with a fair few goals as well, didn't he? Yeah. He did. He did. It's a bit strange, really, because like, his physical attributes, you'd imagine that he'd be more of a centre-half, not a right-back. But I think, that's, I think that's what they're signing for, you know. Well, it's yeah, funny I think you it that. is, yeah. It's funny you say that, boys, because now that I've actually written it, I'm, I'm thinking to be saying... He probably, when, I, when when he played, he was probably better played better at centre half than he did at right back. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. but it, like you said, I think he were a, the good thing about him. Sim, probably, well, probably not as big as strong as Gary Neville, but he could play both, so he could slot in at centre half if they were struggling. And I, I think if you remember, one he at Chelsea at a time when they had Terry and Carvalho. Yeah, found it hard, didn't he, to get in? So. Paolo Ferreira was there at time. You're not going to put Carvalho in at right back. You're definitely not going to put John Terry in at right he signed, back. He signed a couple of duff right backs, didn't he? He signed Basingua, Paolo Ferreira. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, there's another one that, that's not coming to me at a minute. but And I think it, that sort of... Ivanovic, when he did play at centre-back, were that consistent that he thought, I've got to get him in my team somewhere. And yeah, definitely. And I'm weak at right back, I'll put him there, you know. And uh, it, he did a job, it, consistent again, you know. Yeah, uh, big, strong, good in air, chipped in with a good few goals, and obviously if he, he could play centre-half as well, so he was really versatile. Um, so again, it's difficult to pick between the three that you've got so far. Right, good stuff. Uh, next one, might be a bit surprised, I don't know what your thoughts on this one, Trent Alexander-Arnold. I think, in terms of ability-wise, um, he's probably got more natural ability than the other three you've mentioned. Um, but it's because he's still young and he's not really been playing in Premier League for that long. He hasn't proved for me yet that he can do it consistently. Yeah. It's an interesting one, this, because when I was looking at other ones uh, for this position... One that were very close for me were, were Pablo Zabaleta. Um, yeah. But I think the reason why I picked him real, realistically, and I know I might be wrong in this, but um, assist-wise, they were very very near the top of the Premier League last year, but unless I'm wrong on this. Both, both Liverpool's full-backs were. Yeah, yeah, they were, yeah you see, this is going to be a bit controversial. It, it helps with their style of play, though, doesn't it? Yeah. That's just I just the way think they play. with him, as a right-back, he... Obviously, technically, he's good. His passing range for a right-back is, is really good. And, obviously, his crossing ability speaks for itself. Um, like He could probably play right wing. Um, well, yeah. I think he's probably going to end up being a bit of a box-to-box midfielder. Um, what do you think? I, I do. In the long run, I hope not, because I think I think he's, he's a perfect modern-day full-back. He gets yes. He's good, I, he's good at crossing, he's pacey. His defending's a bit acceptable at times. It is, it is, but it's not as bad as people think it is. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's not, it's but not it's acceptable because he's poor at it. It's no. because he's still a little bit naive. Yeah. yeah. 
And he'll he's not learn. Really old, is he? End of day. How old is he? He's in early twenties. He won, is he? Don't even think he's. Is he even that old? Maybe not. Maybe not. He's been playing in, in first team since. Yeah, he was maybe. Yeah, probably not older than 21. I, I think no. I'm not, not 100% sure we aren't looking, but... I, I think if we're having this discussion, assuming he continues playing how he is now, yeah. I think if we're having this discussion a couple of years down the line, you put him in. Yes. Yeah. Probably right. Probably but right. I'm here and now, I wouldn't pick him for Just. as a right-back in this team for now, purely yeah. because... He hasn't been around for nearly as long as the other three were around at top at top of the game. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Now, uh, decision time. What do you think? So, so what? What are you saying then, Ox? Are you out, are you out of them four? I would be saying Gary Neville for consistency, quality crossing. You know, he were at his peak when Manu were the team. So, for me, it's got to be Gary Neville. Yeah, I, I think it's very close between Neville and Dixon. Um, but I think probably Gary Neville just shades it for me as well, if I'm honest. Right. To be honest with you, boys, if I, obviously I'm not getting too much involved in this, but I would, uh, I would probably go Gary Neville as well, to be honest. Um, so yeah, probably. And then you're going for a manual. I know. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> All these fans on here are going to be uh, slating me, aren't they? So I'm, I'm not going to say anymore. I think I best shut up. No. <laughs> right, moving on, boys. We're going to go left backs uh, this time. So the four I've chosen, I think this might, without getting too much away, it might be an easy decision as well. Um, Ashley Cole, Patrice Evra, Dennis yeah. Irwin. And Nigel Winterburn. Now, when we've just been talking about Trent Alexander Arnold, I was very, very close to putting Andy Robertson in. But I, I felt with the quality of left backs there compared to the right backs, it were a lot harder. I think this is tough. It's, it's unusual, this, isn't it? Because there's quite, a, like you said, there's, there's some left backs there that miss out and not even in far. And it's really unusual to, I think, to have to be spoiled for choice for left-sided players. Yeah. It's usually opposite it way. It is. It is. Yeah. So, anyway, start with Ashley Cole. Your thoughts? Uh, well, in... Well, Arsenal and Chelsea days, he was unreal, weren't he, really? Best Top, England um, left-back? You want to say? Do you reckon best England left-back? Uh, of, re- of recent memory, I would say yes. It's funny. I want to think of any better. Yeah, I once got into a debate <laughs> debate um, towards sort of the middle to back end of Ashley Cole's career. I thought he'd, he'd gone down a bit for England, and uh, it was when Leighton Baines were on the rise. And oh, yeah, I, yeah. I personally preferred Leighton Baines in the England side at that point, and I got into a bit of a heated debate about that. But in it's in ter- you, never. Yes. In terms of uh, left-backs, I mean, I always remember the uh, the Portugal game uh, where he just absolutely mullered Ronaldo. And yeah, I was going to say that as well, to be honest. It, That's one that stuck in my mind. And from that, you know, from that game, I think everybody sort of really took notice of his qualities. But from being about 19, 20 in the Arsenal team all the way through, 
Mourinho era at Chelsea, winning everything, is a top, top left back. I, I just don't think that there's anything that he couldn't do. No. The, the only slight disadvantage he had is that he were really short, so he weren't particularly good in air. That was probably his only slight weakness. Yeah. Do you, do you reckon, boys, his personal life affects back a little bit? Yes. Personally, I think so. Yeah. Because, like, mentally, he seemed a bit of a bad boy, um, a bit hot headed at times. And you, you obviously could see his talent, um, both attacking and defending. And. Don't know. Just were, were, things there. Were there some a bit of controversy involved in his move as well? Yes. You know, he went from, I, I, up, apparently. Didn't he? Didn't he? Do, he did something a bit naughty. Apparently, I can't remember what specific. Oh yeah, I think I. I'm not, I can't remember exactly, but he um, went to a bit of a sulk or something. Yeah. But anyway, moving on. Uh, Patrice Evra. Again, <laughs> absolutely top top class player. Um. Again, I think I don't think really think he had a weakness. Really, did he? He could defend. Uh, he could attack. He could put a cross in. Um, he, quite, uh, he seemed to be quite a quite a clever player as well. Yeah, he seemed to read game really well. Because I got into a, a Twitter, not so much debate, um, not so long back actually, and they were comparing him and Andy Robertson. Um, what swayed it more for me to pick? I, I did actually say at the time, I, for some, not so much I rate him more than ever. I just I, I rate him more. No, it's probably the wrong word. Um, I like him more more of a player Robertson than I do of, of ever. But I think we ever you've got to say him again. I've tried to come along the lines of success because obviously I know Robertson's probably going to get it eventually. But ever was it was in a good successful team, um, and that's why it kind of swayed it for me. But obviously. Same again when we've been talking about fullbacks and the energy and and everywhere. See, sometimes everywhere a bit. Same again, a little bit susceptible defensively, but going forward, he's always offered that option. I think people seem to forget that in M- probably Everest's first eighteen months, he were woeful. Yeah. And a lot of Man U fans at that time, if they can remember, were probably thinking, "What we signed here? Who's this guy?" Um, but after that. I mean, I was never his biggest fan, got to admit, but the longer he went on and the, the more, more I appreciate him, the more I sort of thought, you know, he's not a bad little player, this lad. He, so, over the by the end, by the end of the, his time, and when he went to uh, Juventus and whatnot, I think, I think, yeah, you sort of do really appreciate how good he were. But for that first sort of 12, 18 months at Man U, he, he did struggle a bit. Well, this is why we uh, we Andy Robertson going back to Andy Robertson a bit unlucky not to get in this, but I think like we were saying earlier about um, Alexander Arnold maybe being the choice. I think Robertson will probably be in this top four if we were if he carries on as he played in the next yeah a couple two, of years, three down years. Line or whatever yeah. Um, so, but yeah, right. Moving on, Dennis Irwin, bit old school again. Um, Mister Reliable, winning free kicks, um, solid. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong as well, but I, I, I seem to recall he were a bit unorthodox because wasn't he right footed? Yeah, he was right footed, yeah. 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 Very um, yeah. Don't, don't happen very often now. I know you, you get it sometimes. I think I, he was a prime example, I remember right? Somebody like William Gallas, he could play uh, right left back, couldn't he? 
he could be, he'd play anywhere he'd get a game in, wouldn't he? He's not bothered. Yeah. He'd play anywhere. Yeah, Ferreira, another one that they mentioned. Yeah. But, but yeah, yeah. Oh, just... But like yeah, he, he's super reliable. I'd, in fact, did he, did he ever make a mistake? I don't think he did, no. did he? can't remember many. I mean, when I sort of really sort of started watching football, he was approaching the end. He was probably in his last couple of years at Man U. I think that, then he went to Wolves, maybe at 37, 38 years old, something yeah, like that. Yeah, I seem to remember that, yeah. Um, but, pro, wasn't he? Yeah, you know, I think I think if you ask Fergie, I think he'd probably be one of his favourite players of it. Of yeah. time. I think he has actually said that at some point, yeah. you know. I can imagine him... He was just like you said, he was reliable. Um, never sort of did anything flashy. I can't remember him really having much pace again. No, but, I, don't, I don't think he did. But you know, Set pieces, penalties as well, chipping in. Um, I'm slightly surprised that uh, Mr. Buge hasn't put Ian Hart on this list. Being a <laughs> and all that, you know. Because he's got a goal once. <laughs> to be honest, if, well... I don't speak. Uh, if there's anybody, somebody in particular, I used to slag him off like nothing, right? Um, barely because he was probably about as, as fat as me. But <laughs> he, uh, his left foot, oh yeah, without a doubt, it was just a big, big part of our team at the time. And free kicks, he was one at best. But in terms of his actual defending, he was probably one of them defenders that were worth having a team just for goals and penalties that he could score, um, not for actually defending. Fantasy team player. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that were about yeah. his limit. Flat so, Baines, he would also in my fantasy teams. Yeah. yeah so, anyway, boys, last one, Nigel Winterburn, a bit old school again. Um, I, I, I think in that era when it was... Winterburn, um, Adams and uh, yeah. Keown slash Bold and um, Dixon. I, yeah, he were a, a cracking left back, but I think he was probably, I'm not saying he's poor because he absolutely wasn't, but he was the poor, he was the, he was the weakest link of that far. Yeah, they always said that, didn't they? Yeah. Loved the tackle. I, I yeah, think remember did. one goal, I think it was Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah, I don't know if anybody remember that. Not, not to top at Stamford Bridge, left footy, just absolutely walloped. Oh, it. oh yeah, oh that one that was just as straight yeah. as an arrow. Yeah, that was one goal yeah, I, remember I remember distinctly with Winterburn. Um, I think he were unlucky for England caps as well, where I think the likes of Stuart Pearce and that one in front of him, and yeah, um, but yeah, I thought saying again, big part of that underrated, but a big part of that back four uh, at Arsenal at the time. So, but yeah. Um, so boys your choice uh, I, I don't know I, th- I think easiest way of doing it is by starting with a process of elimination um, I'd, I'd say I'd first rule out Winterburn again Raid. cracking player but is the weakest of them I think anyway yeah okay. Um I know we got. Uh, I, I'm struggling. If I'm honest, I'm struggling to look past Ashley Cole. I agree. I I definitely think he's pick of that bunch. I think. Yeah. I think for, for all round game and 
you know, he didn't have a short career. Let's not think he had a short career. No. He would his game for a lot of years. Yeah, uh, and he played in different systems, not just left back. He played, he played left wing back as well. Um, for me, yeah, all round game out of those, those that little bunch. I think for me, he's got to be in there. Yeah, yeah. I have to agree with you, boys. To be honest, um, yeah, can't go past Cole for me. So yeah, now that's a call then. Dan is our left back. So we're going to the centre halves. Now this was difficult to be honest because uh, there's probably a couple that could have gone here quite easily. So I'm going to reel off the names. Uh, we've ch- I've chosen six um, for this position because there's two. So we've got John Terry, Rio Ferdinand, Virgil Van Dijk, Vincent Company. Nemanja Vidic, Tony Adams, and the two more that were very close to getting on here were Glenn Buge and Steve Wiggins. <laughs> I'd definitely go with them two, mate. Well, I nearly put them down on my notes here that they were going to go on. So they were very, very close because I heard them two were up there with best. Absolutely oh, top, top class, mate. <laughs> I agree. Anyway. Loved a bit of uh, hustle and bustle. No Fabrizio <laughs> Colaccini in there either. So no, mate, no, mate, no. Even Taylor, no. We were going to put Philippe Albert in there, but he was too busy standing opposition six yard box. John Allen Boom song, is it? Yeah. Another one. Yeah. No, afraid not, mate. I'm afraid. Darren oh. Peacock, if we're going uh, more Newcastle. Steve Howie. Yeah. <laughs> right, boys. Anyway, John Terry. Leader. Mr. Chelsea, isn't he? Proper defender. Yeah. Um. Captain leader legend, as Chelsea fans say, don't they? Yeah. And before the before the ball playing centre half become a thing, and and Pep Guardiola sort of systems come in. Um, for me, I I, pref- I loved watching the defender stick his head in front of somebody whacking ball. Yeah, yeah. he he, he wasn't scared, he, was he? Put, he put his head in anywhere. Uh, I think tip- he got knocked out cold a couple of times, you know, didn't he? But it, it didn't, yeah. didn't stop him. I remember when it cut final. I think they played Arsenal with it Diaby, and uh, it went for Edwin and he knocked him out, didn't he? Yeah, remember that. Yeah, I remember him. He just, he just laid on the floor, wasn't he? Out cold. Yeah. So, what but can yeah. you? Say, you know, other, from probably nineteen, twenty years old to to what thirty six, maybe thirty seven yeah. at Billy, whatever yeah. he was. Yeah. Yeah. Hot draw. Definitely. Yeah. Right, boys. Third, Rio Ferdinand, bit opposite. Hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I I I remember him. I forget which tournament it was, and he were absolutely one of international tournaments, and he were absolutely phenomenal in that. 2002 World Cup. Yeah, that's is that, what, I is that what it was. He scored Denmark. Well, it was very uh, debatable that goal, if I remember rightly. Mm. He was phenomenal. He was phenomenal in that tournament, but then I, I don't think he ever really lived up to the same like level. After that, yeah, it were good, um, but I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, yeah, yeah, he's good. I'm not saying he's, he's, he's poor because he definitely weren't. But yeah, I don't really understand what all fuss was about him, really. If I'm honest, I'm, I'm glad somebody's agreed at at Leeds, him and Woodgate, and I thought, well, you know, good player. Top top player, uh, and then I think after he had that suspension for not turning up to that drugs test, I can never remember him 
really being the player that I thought he were. And for no. me, for me, he he gets mentioned up there with being the best, some of the best. And, and for me, he just he, he were a bit a bit short of that. Uh, I, I I think he's one of them where he needs a specific type of defensive partner. I agree. I agree. Well, we had this conversation on Twitter, didn't we, not so long back? Because um, I think, well, we, I think we'd have all agreed if if Ledley King and, and Woodgate had have kept fit most of the career, they'd have most definitely been on this list. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, maybe if that Ledley, Ledley King never never trained, did he? And, and, yeah. And obviously, and being a Spurs fan, I, I watched him every week, and he was consistently best player on pitch, and he never trained. Yeah. He might have pushed. Ferdinand may maybe not have had the career um, he had if it, if these two had maybe got fitter. You don't. You just don't know, do you? No. But, no. And, and the, the, to be fair, they would make a. Um, there would be a good partnership. I know they kind of played together when they were at Spurs, but only intermittently because yeah. either one or other were always injured, so they never really had a chance to form a proper partnership. But both yeah. of them to in the prime. You've, they're, they're a good foil for each other. Yeah, what, most definitely. What, what, one's Woodgate quick and can play ball, and, and Woodgate, he really got stuck in, didn't he? Woodgate, yeah. well, best centre half I've seen at Newcastle. Yeah, he, he were really good. He he were, only, we're only there for about two years, but. Yeah, yeah, but both just sick notes, aren't they? Yeah. One of my favourites at Leeds, Woodgate, without a doubt. So, anyway, boys, Virgil van Dijk. Oof. Um, well, you only have to look at uh, Liverpool before he signed for him and now. And and I think that tells you all you need to know, really. It's made an incredible difference, hasn't it's, it? it? Yeah, he has. I think his, um, his, well, he's absolutely top class, isn't he? Let's face it, he is. Because um, I don't know about you, fellas, but obviously you did... Obviously, when he went Celtic, you hear about him, but you don't necessarily watch him. And then he went to Southampton, and same again. Obviously, there's odd players out there at Premiership, especially in lower half, um, that obviously play quite consistently every week. But you don't know whether they could really make that step up to a to a top four club. And when Liverpool paid that money for him, I think we all were like, "What they paid that much for him for?" Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I think you, I think I think you were a top top defender, and let me get in that uh, Mike Ashley turned him down for ten million before he went to Southampton. But um, <laughs> so the story could have been different. But I think you could see you were a top defender at Celtic. You could see you were a top defender at Southampton. I think the it were a lot of money, and, and but we're in that era now where seventy five million is like fifteen million of old, yeah. and. I think the uh, the the shock of it was more down to the fact that his last six months at Southampton he, he were poor, and that's because he had his his heart set on this. He's had football. his head turned, hasn't he? So I think when you know there were a lot of people saying when 75 million has been awful, but there was a reason for that because you could, before that you know he, he were top drawing his. Liverpool needed two players to make that team into a title-winning team. They needed a goalie and they needed a centre-half, and they got them both. Yeah. What it did to them. Definitely. Yeah. Look, look at difference. 
Yeah. Right. Next it's, one. It, it's, sorry, just just to add, he's it, currently best in best in league by on, I think. I think he's currently, currently best, playing. Best, I think he's currently best in the world, in my opinion. Yeah. World. I, I don't think many better in the world at the moment. I can't think of anybody. Maybe. Oh, was that sorry? PK or Ramos, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Ramos is very eccentric, obviously, with sending off. And then maybe Pete, if. I don't know, PK maybe. Well, same again, PK to get back in his career. I think if you're talking current, right. as in round about that age. I'm um, not I said, yeah, I think he. Yeah. Probably, yeah. I think if PK was similar age and where he performed Barcelona then there won't be much between them but I think with his age as he is and obviously I don't know you can't in my opinion you can't go much wrong with with Van Dijk at the moment so next one um, Vincent Company probably someone that's got similar size head to me (laughs) maybe a little bit smaller well yeah I would try to be kind to be sending their wig but thanks for that (laughs) so yeah Vincent Company Another one, boys, leader, made a big difference when he were there. Obviously, a lot of injuries, and I think he struggled towards the end. But, like, his last games, I think when he went there, and obviously that goal against Leicester, wow. Uh, he, he won at Man City, wasn't he, ju- just before? He, he was... The he was mega money. He was the first signing, I think, if, if I'm not wrong. I won't be far wrong. Of when the Chinese bloke bought him, the Shinoatra. Yeah. Then gone Ericsson come in and they spent they spent big money for back then, but it were lots of five, ten, six, seven million pound signings. Has he been there that long? Yeah, yeah. He's oh been, God, two, yeah. I know he's been there ten years, but I didn't like that. Seems. Two thousand and six, two thousand and seven, something like that. And then. Wasn't he only about twenty one, twenty two when they signed? They were youngish, yeah. He yeah. weren't old and. Um, the uh, the Chinese guy obviously got into some trouble and sold it a year later to um, to these guys and it yeah he'd been there since then. Uh, let's not forget I think he he was playing at, alongside Richard Dunn at Man City. <laughs> yeah, he was. I think so. Is he was uh, blossom then and towards the end. I think he like I said he grew. I think I'm not sh- I'm not 100 sure what age he was when he was there. Obviously if he was young I think I think he like what else the 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 older he got the more stature he got, the more presence around dressing room probably. And yeah, just, I think it speaks volumes of him that when they when they bought him, um, he was consistently one of the best players in the team. And then when he went, well, maybe not the last season, but just before he went, as Man City spent more and more and more and more and more and were buying better better and better players, he never ever looked out of place in that team. No. I think they've struggled since he's gone defensively. Oh, I yeah, they have. I think, uh, maybe not I think, so much on the pitch, but I think it is. Well, I think the I think well, yeah, this season. Um, I know obviously Liverpool have, have been a different scale, but I think obviously I know probably Laporte would have probably been the closest kind of not so much replacement, but best defender, and they've lost obviously him and. Even then, they've, they've not been able to rely on Stones or Tamendi on a consistent basis. Probably Man City's weakest position is centre. centre. Yeah, yeah prob- probably so. Yeah. And yeah. If they're going to sign somebody whenever this next summer transfer window is, I think it will be a centre-half, a top centre-half, I think, to partner with Porto, I would say. Yeah, I would say so. 
But yeah, just, uh, company, yeah. Uh, um, they, they miss him on, on and off pitch, I think. Yeah. All right, oh. next one, Nemanja Vidic. Med Real third man look good. Exactly, just about to say, exactly same thing. <laughs> um, Ferdinand could do what Ferdinand does and try bring it ball out and all that sort of stuff because you know we had Vidic behind him. Yes. Um, um, Complimenting well, I thought. You what, yeah, it were it were a good partnership. Complete. They complemented each. I think if you were if we were doing another show uh, as a best centre back partnership, these are. They're very, very close to be talking. Yeah, it goes back to what we're saying about uh, Woodgate and King. Yeah. Both centre halves, but different types. And yeah. that were if if you had if you had two centre halves that were like Real Ferdinand, it wouldn't work. It just wouldn't. Yeah. But then on the same token, if you said to me, pick Real Ferdinand, pick either Real Ferdinand or Nemanja Vidic, you can only have one of them. No doubt in my mind I'd have uh, Vidic. Yeah. No doubt. No, no. Nice one. Right, and last one, Tony Adams. Um, well, again, part of... Um, John Terry before John Terry for me. You what, sorry? It, it was John Terry before John Terry was a thing. Well, yeah, yeah I guess it was. Similar really, mould, yeah. similar mould, leader, you know. He wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't hesitate to stick his head in, would he? He wouldn't exactly. He had his um, problems back then and all, didn't he? He did. He, he did. Um, yeah, but he still went on pitch and did it though, didn't he? Yeah. And I, just, he I, I remember him. Uh, I think you were talking to might have been Paul Merson about how the uh, like when football when they used to go training and go drinking. I think they call it Monday Club or something, if I remember rightly. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Paul Merson, it was Monday Club, Tuesday Club, Wednesday yeah. Club, Thursday Club, Friday, yeah. Saturday and Sunday well, Club, it, it? It's just unbelievable, that, like you said, way he performed on a weekly basis. And same again, he was a big, big leader at Arsenal and another part of that, obviously, very good back four that they had. Um, did, in fact, didn't did Tony Adams do do time at one bit while he was? Still playing for Arsenal, so so he missed he missed a fair chunk of one of the seasons or whatever. I'm and then he, sure, I, I think he did, you know. And then he came out and he was exactly the same player. Yeah, no, he, but it, yeah, um, obviously, I have actually Saul Campbell were a very very close one on this um, as well. I but, don't like him very much though. Well, I, I kind of guess that I didn't do it for that reason, like, but I don't like I don't like him as a person. Uh, no, yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, I saw him at Newcastle at the very back end of his career, and he, he was dreadful. Um, yeah. But in, in his pomp around that sort of 2002, 2004 for England and, and, and Arsenal, and even when he went to Portsmouth at the beginning, he, he was yeah. top top draw. He was probably had... Spurs to be fair, and then yeah. he went to Arsenal, and he, he got even better. Yeah, yeah. He had, like I said, I know he had a successful season at Arsenal, but the the fact the other. The, the six that I've picked, obviously minus Van Dyke, but obviously it's going to happen eventually. Um, they've all had that success on more on more than probably one season, and it's not just the success as well; it's the the leadership and how they defended, and and that's kind of the reason why he probably missed start, to be honest. Uh, a bit, bit of a bit of a reclusive as well, and and uh, I know he captained a probably captain Tottenham certainly, and, and yeah, did, yeah. at times and. From every every interview I've sort of heard, he weren't really a leader. Yeah. He's 
he sort of led on the pitch in terms of his performance. You get that impression with him, don't you? But he, he, yeah. It was yeah. quite strange, quite strange, really, because he's, he's, he's a he's a massive unit of a man. But then you do post-match interviews, and it were like talking to a kid. It were like really quiet, and it didn't well, the, the, inspire the, confidence. No, no. But on uh, pitch, it were an absolute man mountain. Yeah. Right, boys. Decision time. Both this. Do us a a quick recap then Right we've got John Terry Rio Ferdinand Virgil van Dijk Vincent Kompany Nemanja Vidic And Tony Adams Well uh, I'm really in Ferdinand that straight away Me yeah Agree So that leaves us five Uh, How do you want to do it Because I'm just going to say, do you, do you want right, to... Well, let's try and agree on one then if uh, to start with, and then obviously I will kind of not step well, in, but give well, my... That, that's difficult because, you know, I was saying before where we said, for example, you'd have um, Rio Ferdinand and then you'd have uh, Nemanja Vidic because the two defenders that are, that are slightly different and they complement each other. Yeah. It's one of them where... Well, is there any would one you of have them... two Nemanja Vidic's? Probably not because it's the same. I think you know a lot, I mean? a lot of defenders on this list for centre halves, probably taking out Ferdinand and um, Van Dijk, are the old school British yeah. sort of style centre back. So it's up to you, fellas. It's your team. So how do you want to do it? We're picking. I think you pick the best two individuals, and not none of them others really have got pace either. No. Uh, no. You know, so you're going to probably, I think we'll probably end up with two old school style slow centre halves. But, um, there's only one that stands out for both of you. For me, for me, yeah, I agree on that. And, and I would say Vincent Company, just because I think he had a bit of a, a longer period at the top than sort of Vidic and. What not obviously didn't probably didn't win as much because it, it Man City got sort of to the top towards the end of it, his time there, but um, I, I definitely agree on John Terry. Definitely, um, I'd be sort of torn between Company and Van Dyke maybe for the other the other position. See, I... Van Dyke obviously is sort of he's fresh, he's new in him. Yeah, this is, this is what I was going to say. I know he's not technically young as such, um, but as he's been, for me, when since he's been at Liverpool, he's been at peak of his powers, but yeah. has he been at the peak of his powers for long enough? Like, for example, not, not John for Terry me, did it for eight, ten years. Which is why I, I would plump my company over him. This is probably why, you, I think, yeah, I'd have to agree with that, to be honest. Um, I think with what you just said, Ox, um, yeah, Van Dyke, obviously a great player, but I think when we're p- picking on this in terms of longevity and and things like that, it's uh, company probably has a bit more of a stronger case than Van Dyke. So yeah, I I I, I agree with that. Company and Terry. Company and Terry then. Well, I I don't know because you said yeah. you said pick the best two, didn't you? So I I'm I'm torn, me. Between, uh, I think Terry's got to be in there, but I'm torn between uh, Vidic 
and company. Right. Do I do I get the final decision in this then? Because because I I think Vidic is is a better def- well was a better defender, but company is probably it's a it's a bonus having his his leadership and everything else in there. I'd, I'd have to go company for, if you if we're going to pick between them two, it, it'd have to be company for me. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna argue too much against you not, because there's I don't think not there's much not, in, not much in it. No, there isn't. Yeah. There isn't much in it. So plus the fact we don't want a three-hour podcast. So no, we don't. So we'll we'll go company, but I, I think <laughs> there's not much. Between not that I'm trying to hurry up, mate. But yeah. <laughs> go on then. We'll go company. Yeah. Yeah. So company and John Terry. Okay. Right. We're moving on to right wing. So there's four choices. I have chosen David Beckham, Cristiano Ronaldo, maybe a little bit surprised this one. Well, these two actually. Steve McManaman. No. Uh, Raheem Sterling. Oof. <laughs> another another tough one, mate. Uh... So we'll go with Beckham. Obviously, speaks for himself, doesn't he? Dead ball, free kicks. Underrated player. I know people are probably the rave about him, but underrated in terms of his actual play. People just seem to think he were a free kick. Yeah, people think he's a free kick, kick merchant and he, 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 he can cross a ball and he can take a free he, kick. But His vision, his passing. Yeah, he, he, he were not paciest, but he didn't need his pace because his crossing was that good. See, um, the fact he played in the middle of the park as well at times, uh, the fitness-wise and the work rate that people seem to probably forget. And, yeah. uh, and, and to be fair... A shot captain. A shot. Yeah. He got that captaincy, and, and to be fair, he did it justice. Yeah, and, of course he did. Towards the end of the career, I mean, Steve, Steve uh, McLaren tried to bin him off for England, and we were struggling, and end up, ended up having to go cap in hand and say, "Please come back and help." Please come back, yeah. And he, we even took him to the World Cup when he weren't playing with Capello to yeah. sort of be some sort of inspiration. Yeah. So. Top and, and, and when he went on pitch, you could, even though he got he got uh, all the plaudits and he was pin up by and all this all this money thrown at him and he was you know what I mean sponsors throwing this throwing the money at money at him, women throwing the money throwing the sends at him, it, it it never ever affected how much effort he put in on pitch. It, he, he always run further than everybody else. Old school passion, isn't it? Yeah. Always wanted him at Newcastle. Always. He came close once, I think, but uh, not to be. Anyway, next one. Cristiano Ronaldo. Well, what can you say? Uh, Him him and uh, Messi are just on a completely different planet to everybody else, aren't they? Um, uh, I've had this argument with several people before. I think when they've been talking about best premiership players in general... Um, if he'd have stayed, if he'd have done at Real Madrid what he did at Manchester United, there wouldn't be no. even be a conversation. No, there wouldn't. But because because it is the Premiership team, then you've got you can only really take into consideration the what, his what time in the Premiership. Exactly, and that's what kind of when when they've had these discussions before in the past, that's what's kind of not so much let him down, but cost him in a way. Um, but yeah, 
no, he's incredible for me. Up there, one at best. He's one of he's well, he's one of the best that's ever been, isn't he? Really, yeah. let's face that, it. What, yeah. what, what age was he when he left Manu? Twenty-four, was he? I'm not sure. Twenty-four. Yeah, probably about maybe maybe a bit older. I'm not 100 percent sure. If, if I were to say, I would say. 25, 26 when he left. Yeah, he might be right. Uh, I think he, I he fell about 18, didn't he? Yeah, he signed at 18. And yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he might be about right there, mate. Yeah, but how long, long were he at Manuel, though? He wasn't there he won't more than six years, surely. We'll have to be a stat we'd have to check up on. Did he sign in 2002, 2003? Well, I wouldn't like to guess here, but... No, yeah, probably roughly about that. Um, yeah, but... Anyway, the thing, thing is, what what you're saying though is, if 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 he's if he was there six years, is that long enough to say well, he did it consistently in Premier League? But Manchester you've got to think United, that. Manchester United, 2003 to 2009. But you've got so to think that six years. That first initial. It was a Madrid eight year, at nine yeah. year, sorry. The first mm-hmm. um, the first couple of years, I remember him coming on. I think on his debut against Bolton, and yeah. he. Had, dreadlocks in his hair and I think his game didn't really kick on until probably that last last, last season couple of years. last two Cause, years yeah because mm. I remember um, like I said he was it was back in that days where well not so much football changed but um, anybody like that in olden days you know he sends that have been the ones have been able to uh, put on the show like they do now they just they just had 10 bells kicked out of them and um, I remember once I think when they played uh, the played us and uh, I think it was Batty and he just got absolutely he, Batty just kicked him all over the place. <laughs> um, but the last couple of years I think I remember a free kick against Portsmouth and you just yeah. look and think wow and yeah that's when he was you knew that he was real deal then. Yeah. But anyway, right, Steve McManaman. Underrated. I think he were underrated as well, to be fair. And, and it, I think he was playing for Liverpool consistently well before a lot of people even noticed him, really. Yeah. It's weird. He's a weird player because, like I say, he never really gets mentioned. And I mean, if 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 you asked a Liverpool fan to probably name their top top fifty players of all time, they probably would forget to put him in or not mention him, but, you know, you watch Premier League years or, or anything like that, he was a major, major part of that. Yeah, he was. He was around the same time as Ryan Giggs, though, but when Ryan Giggs was giving all credit and hype, and McManaman was, obviously, like you say, that old school, similar to Ryan Giggs in terms of characteristics in running at players and that kind of stuff. And Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think Ryan Giggs gets more recognition because he stayed, whereas McManaman went to Real, didn't he? Yeah, but let's face it, Real don't don't buy idiots, do they? Well, he played for Real Madrid in that Galactico team with some unreal world-class players. Yeah, and he scored in a final, I remember rightly, at Champions League. He finally, did. I think he did. Yeah, he did. yeah. No, I, I, to be honest with you, he scored. Uh, yeah, because now you mention that, you, you forget things like that about him being at Real Madrid, Real Madrid and like you say. I, when I've chosen him, I'm thinking to yourself, are people going to be a bit surprised? Um, but then you think to yourself, like you said, he's played at Liverpool, he's played at Real Madrid, he's no 
thing is, I was surprised when you mentioned him, but only because I'd forgotten about him. Yeah. People, oh, it's he's one of them players. It's weird. It really is weird that you. He was a cracking player though. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Last one. I know. I had a bit of a laugh, so I'm presuming it weren't a popular decision. Ryan, Ryan Sterling. Hmm. Well, it's, it's hard, isn't it? Because you've got to say the last couple of years he's he's kicked on. I'm not saying he's yeah. out this world, but he's kicked on massively in the last couple of years. You've got to admit that. Uh, yeah, but um, I still think he's he's massively overrated for what he is. I, don't, I yeah. think I think that if you, if you cast your mind back to not not that far back to be fair, how much people were criticising him because his yeah, finishing yeah. were absolutely appalling. And, then and it's this, still ain't great. Let's no, not, it ain't great, but it's a lot got, better because but, he's scoring twenty odd goals a season. Uh, it sounds stupid, but he does miss a lot more chances. There's games he could score five and six goals, and he gets. Yeah. I, I, I think up until this last last couple of seasons, he was one of them players that were really easy on the eye because you know his quick feet, takes people on, does his fancy tricks and flicks. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're effective. Yeah. Uh, and I don't. I think he's only really in last couple of seasons started to become effective. So although he is a good player, I, I, he'd probably be. First one I'd rule out out of the four. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Cool. So, so. Right, decision. So, we're ruling him out. We've got three. We've got Beckham, right. Ronaldo, and we've got McManaman. Yeah. Um, I think of, of them three, the next one that I would rule out um, would be McManaman. Purely because I yeah. don't think that is as good or as effective as the other two. I agree. I agree. It's it's it is worthy of being on this list, and many people probably wouldn't say that, but because he gets forgotten. So, but I agree. I think yeah, I think he's of them three that's left. He's probably the weakest. Yeah, and then for, as for the last two. What I said about Raheem Sterling being easy on the eye, um, all his nice tricks and stuff like that. I, I remember when Ronaldo was first playing in Premier League. Yeah. People used to have a bit of a, a giggle and criticise him a bit because he used to do all these pointless stepovers and he weren't really going anywhere. That were in his early days, and it weren't until the last couple of years where he really kicked on and then he, he really started to be a phenomenal player. So. Based on that, I would probably go with Beckham. Yeah, uh, I would have to agree. Again, uh, did it for longer uh, in the Premier League, certainly. Um, and it's weird because if I were picking a sort of a World Eleven of recent era or whatever, I think Ronaldo would be in that team. Definitely, uh, yeah. I think for a Premier League team, you know... Yeah if, yeah, if someone was saying to you, here's your list of players, who is the best Who is the best player from that list of player, from that list of players who you want on the right-hand side of midfield slash right-winger, you'd pick Ronaldo. 
But if you're basing it on what they did in the Premier League, then you've got to go back them. Agreed. Agreed. Interested. Very, very interesting. I had a, to be honest with you, I had a go Ronaldo. Um, but no, uh, good argument that, to be honest. Good uh, good way of putting it. So, no, we'll go with uh, David We always Beckham. know best, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I, I don't know. It'd be interesting when, uh, obviously, people listen to this because I think for lots of, especially, obviously, in this lockdown and you've, a lot of people have put things like this something on the on the statuses and there's not many I've seen that have not put Ronaldo. So I'm a little bit surprised, but I can see your point of view. Yeah, like like we we we've expl- the thing is we felt like we had to give an explanation as to where we haven't put him in. Yeah. I th- yeah, without a doubt and I'm which sure. kinda tells you how good he was. Yeah. yeah. So but no, if that's your choice, boys, that's uh that's fine. That's no problem. So anyway, so we'll go with David Beckham there. Right, moving on to the left wing. Uh, we've got four. We have Ryan Giggs, Gareth Bale, Robert Perez, and Eden Hazard. Wow. Well, start, start with Giggs. Um, he's like the. Ashley Cole, but the left-wing version. And what I mean by that is um, Mr. Reliable, um, very rarely has a bad game. He's uh, just, well, he just, it was just dependable. He did it for God knows how many years. Uh, he was still playing for Man U when he was, what was like 37 or something? He was nearly 40, I think, yeah. Yeah, maybe even older. Um, and I know he switched positions a little bit, but he did it over and over again. Um, what a, what a player! What a player! Yeah. All right, uh, Gareth Bale. Uh, well, I, I had um, I was fortunate enough to to see Gareth Bale play. Well, every, every week, sometimes live, sometimes. On, on, on telly or whatever and in his last couple maybe three three years at similar Spurs, to Ronaldo isn't it in a way it, um, yeah it's a similar sort of scenario stepped, on, stepped up to a total a level above yeah and everybody I, in the league yeah and I have to have to be honest that there was I once saw um, a, a picture on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and it said on it um, this Sunday live on Sky Sports, West Ham United versus Gareth Bale, and genuinely at that time point in time, it, it was it were all about him. It was that it, year he were winning you game after game. Yeah, yeah. absolutely carried us. Did game after game after game, be playing absolutely appalling, and he does some or he score a worldie or whatever, and. In his last couple of seasons at Spurs, they were absolutely unplayable. But I remember the early days when he was at Spurs, when it, there were a consecutive run of about twenty games where, when he played, we'd not would not won. Yeah, let's well, um, not forget that as a left back as well. Yeah, he started as a left back. Yeah. Almost, it were almost it, at that time that uh, Harry Redknapp didn't think he could probably cut it as a. Yeah, he, he, he almost he almost ended up 
selling yeah. him for for pennies, really. Uh, no, no, sort of a fluke, really. Although Harry Redknapp disagrees that it were a fluke, but it was a bit of a fluke. I think it was. I, I, I think I, I think he, he, he was. Got him in there and. Yeah, I think it was just for. Oh, I don't know if he's going to make it, but what we'll do is we'll throw him and see what he's got, and he get him. There's not many players in a Premier League team get given that many chances oh. because they were given loads and loads of chances and they just didn't do it. Um, most other teams in in league would have just gone. No, I've had enough of this. We've tried it again and again and again but and again. It's just not happening, and they'd have shipped him out. If it had been a, if it had gone to a. A top team at that point, like a Manuel, like a, a Zaha situation. Oh, he'd have gone. Yeah. Been back out again, like Zaha, I think. Absolutely, you know? yeah. So. Okay. Right, Robert Perez. Part of um, Invincibles, were he? Yeah. Really good, I thought. Yeah, yeah again, he, he I think. Really good player. Slightly underrated again, because. Yeah. I do, I think you were underrated. Chipped him a lot of goals the, as well from that week. Problem is, if you're playing the same team as, as uh, Thierry Henry. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you're going to go under radar, are you? But some of his goals, I always remember when he, he lobbed Schmeichel uh, playing for. When he was playing oh, for. Oh, yeah. I remember, um, yeah, he just like scooped top, it up. Top goal, uh, but it, assists as well. He, I mean that at that time Arsenal. I used to love watching them, and I used to another underrated player that they had was Lundberg. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Always thought Perez and Lundberg were the were the two that were just consistent every week, but never really got the the. Seems to be forgetting about, doesn't it? Lund- yeah, yeah Lundberg, um, especially when the I like these teams and you see them on Facebook, and I suppose Perez is in a way, um, and uh, yeah. But, Jumberg, obviously, minus Henri, were a were a big part of that side, and uh, yeah. it's interesting when you look back uh, and see what with, with teams and stuff like that. But but yeah, no, all good. Uh, Hazard, last one. Uh, see, Hazard is a funny one because you, you could you could have him in your choice for a few positions, couldn't you? Because I still don't really know me what his best position really would be I think as well with this obviously we've gone 4-4-2 going a little bit old school with Hazard and probably Sterling um, you won't see him in in these positions would you Um, the more of a player that can play in a 4-3-3 so he would have left left winger at at Lille though in his in his yeah yeah but it's how the modern games change, I suppose, yeah. isn't it? Because there's not no many teams play four four two, so. But we're in, so we're playing four four fucking two, so. <laughs> <laughs> You've just been meant to play four four two. I've got on on Azad. I'm I'm a bit different to most people, and I I, I think he's overrated. Um, yeah. I mean. That is bad games, isn't it? He had flashes of brilliance, but it, for me, he was never ever ever consistent. He yeah. might he might have a, a spell of a couple of months where he looked world class and everybody's saying, Oh, Real Madrid this, Barcelona that and he obviously has got his move to, to one of them, but um there were games where I've seen him and I've seen him in games against bad Newcastle teams as well and, and he's not caused an ounce of trouble. You know, and, and he never really worried me that an easy way I think is summing him up. And correct me if you think I'm wrong, but 
sometimes it was one of them players where it could be invisible the entire match and you'd think, is he even playing? But then some some uh, somewhere out of nowhere it does some absolutely magic and win a game. Yeah. Now, that is that a good uh, thing or is it a bad thing? No, I used to think that about uh, Robbie Fowler when he was at Leeds. Yeah. Uh, he did nothing all game, but then as soon as the chance come near him, he put it away. Yeah. I think, I think is that is that mark of a good player or 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 is that an I think inc- it's or a, is that somebody who's inconsistent? It's a mark of genius to be able to strike it, a, get away with it though, can't they? Maybe not as a uh, winger or a midfielder. Uh, yeah. It, I mean he's a good player, don't get me wrong. He is, but for me he's it would be that, I mean, there were there were a period of time where they were putting they were linking him with being as like in Messi's sort of league, and and I was just like, what? No. They're always classing him as the when they talk about obviously like so him and probably Suarez and a few others where they were saying oh the third best player behind them two, and as I would mention in that, but like I think like like you both said, he didn't do it enough, um, but when he did do it, he was. He were up there. He always looked overweight to me as well. Uh, I think he's probably at Real Madrid, isn't he? Yeah. But anyway, uh, we'll quickly move on. So your choice, uh, your choice, should I say? Give us a recap. So you had Giggs, Giggs, Bale, Bale, Perez, Hazard. Only one choice for me. I don't know what Steve thinks, but for me, out of them four, it's got to be Giggs. Giggs. Got to be. Yeah, I I purposely timed it then, so I'd I'd, I'd (laughs) be at the same time as you. But yeah, <laughs> for me, gigs, no, I yeah. think it's uh, unanimous there because I'd, I'd have to go gigs as well. To you be did honest. it for the longest, you were most yeah. consistent. Yeah. If only you were English when we had no refs. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, right, boys, we'll quickly uh, go on. Uh, Centre mid, we've gone with six. Um, Stephen Gerrard, for centre mid, not right back. <laughs> Patrick Vieira. <laughs> Frank Lampard, Paul Scholes, Roy Keane, and then I've gone with Kevin De Bruyne. Okay, now. <laughs> now this is hard. This is tough. So, so, so. So you were saying that because it was tough, not because of Kevin De Bruyne. Oh, because it was tough. It's tough. Oh, it's all right then. I think. I think. We'll have to go a bit quicker is, on this, boys. Is, anyway, so. Well, right. So. What we, what what are we gonna do here? Are we gonna say? Are we gonna be? Because we're going win old school four four two. Are we gonna go um, proper old school and say you don't want two holding type defensive type midfielders and you don't want two flair type midfielders? Or do you not care? It's up to best you. Best, far, isn't it? best two individuals, I think, like with the centre half. So I think you've got to go with. Um... Because because there for me, them players like your Vieira and your Keane have got massively different qualities to like your De Bruyne, for example. Mm. So they're completely different. Yeah, so yeah. You, you, you got, what I'm saying is you you're not comparing apples with apples. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree, and I I I, I would say. One of them two would probably be in my two with another, probably. Uh, I, yeah, for, for me, I would definitely have either Vieira 
or Keen in the two? Because I think at the at the time of the Manu Arsenal sort of massive rivalry before Chelsea got the money and this and that and the, it was them two. They were the men in that midfield. Um, to be honest, I, f- I wouldn't like to pick between them, but probably I, I, I think that there's absolutely it. nothing between them two. But I would, even though th- this pains me to say it, really, I I think I would probably go with Vieira because I think you are more mentally stable. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I, I'd have probably just edged towards Keane, yeah. but. I think Vieira was the better all-round footballer. He chipped him with um, a few goals every now and again did. as well, as Keane really didn't. Much. No. Um, so, yeah, if you, if you want to go with... They were a big side at time, weren't they, Arsenal? They were all over six foot and they weren't just big big buggers. No. They, were, they could play as well. Yeah, they could. And I think um, Keane kind of... I think a lot of time he kind of ruled by fear to an extent because yeah, they knew that he were a bit crackers. Whereas Vieira were more about letting his football look talking. I think if you look at it, um, Arsenal, what are we? How, how long ago did he leave? And they're still not replaced him. Not had him in like in six. Oh, yeah, no. no, they haven't. And they still haven't replaced to be fair, like, but. No. Whereas Man U lost Keane, and it didn't really seem to affect him. No. So, although he were, he were a top, top player, I mean. They got sort of Michael Carricks and players like that in who who are probably better footballers. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, it plays the same sort of role, but you'd rather play against Carrick than Keane. Yeah. So yeah, Patrick Vieira. So uh, yeah. having him as one, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so I think you've kind of narrowed Roy Keane out of that equation. So yeah. you're looking at the the four more. So it's Gerard Lampard, Scholes, or De Bruyne? I think for me, I would rule out De Bruyne, not because he isn't, because I probably say he's one of the best sort of player of his type in the world at the minute. He's, he's yeah. a, or he's probably done it for what the last two years at that sort of level. Yeah. Um, for me, in my opinion, there's only one player out of those rest that would be my choice I would think because I think he's probably the best midfielder that we've had in Premier League certainly in my era um, but go on I'll let I, you I, 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 I'm I, the same with De Bruyne plus I don't think we're having as our old school 4-4-2 I don't think it would suit him yeah. I think he's better uh, like as a, a number 10 or maybe um, slightly further forward but um, wide to an extent so I'd rule him out based on that um, and then it's and, and then I think I'd be kind of oh, it's a difficult one for me between um, Gerard and Scholes because I think why Gerard's, not that because I think Gerard's kind of your all-action sort of midfielder where he can do a little bit of everything. Whereas I don't, Lampard was probably the best at what he did, but he couldn't really 
do everything, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's fair enough. Um, well, like, like, still, if, like if you wanted a midfielder who would chip in with his fair share of goals and is brilliant at arriving late into the box, then you'd absolutely pick Lampard. Yeah. But if you're not specifically looking for that, then I wouldn't go with Lampard. Yeah. Um, but I always, I always found Gerard better all round. I think, like you say, if you when you're picking teams like this, like, don't get me wrong, Lampard were was sensational at what he did and probably a better goal scorer than Gerard. But in terms of an all-round team thing, like you said, Gerard had that bit more about him to track back, tackle, score goals, just that bit more, didn't he? Yeah. And it's and, and ability-wise, I don't think the technical ability, I don't think Gerard is as good as Scholes, for example, yeah. But, um, as a, off of that. As a team player, yeah, you absolutely need somebody like Gerard in your team. So I, I'd kind of go. With, I think I'd go with Gerard. Yeah, he's the one I was thinking of. I think he's the best central midfielder in my era in Premier League. That's it, uh, because is he a defensive midfielder? He can be if you want him to be. Uh, is he a number six, box to box? He can be if you want him to be. Is he an attacking midfielder? He can be if you want him to be. He played up left wing for England. Um, yeah, he can put a crossing played, as well. Played right back as well. Uh, <laughs> Don't do stuff. Um, for me, <laughs> I mean, Scholes really, really liked him. I was gutted when he retired early from England, but for me, Another one that I think is slightly overrated. Um, people mention him as being the best. No, I, I, he's very, very, very good. Player. The thing yeah. is, I think a lot of people watched him and thought he were lazy. And I don't no. think he was lazy. I no. just think he made it look easy. Yeah, he did. He did. And he was better he... when he was younger, when he when he used to arrive in the box and score them goals. I think. I think to be honest with you, probably after he retired from England, and then he decided. Well, he, he I don't know if his legs were gone, and then he he went seemed to be a bit more defensive. And don't get me wrong, obviously his passing and everything else were were first class. But oh, first class. He yeah. lost. He had he lost that goal scoring threat. So I don't think he when when you say like overrated, he, he probably I mean, in, didn't in ter- offer that much more. In ter- overrated in terms of. People claiming he were like world class, like as in one of the best midfielders of all time. Yeah, he had a lot of weaknesses in his game. Oh, he um, couldn't tackle. He, could, he definitely could tackle. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> Terrible. But passing, vision, you know, yeah, goal scoring when he were younger. Don't get me wrong. It, if you if you he didn't, were like a Beckham but without the application. Yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah, yeah. Um, top player, don't get me wrong. I mean, when I say overrated, it's it's only slightly because, it, you know, but in terms of what some people say about him. I, yeah, I think if, if you had, the easiest way, easiest way to summarise it is to say, if you had um, Scholes and Gerrard at your club, oh. and you'd be more devastated if Gerrard left than if Scholes left. Yes, Agree. Yeah. The error because because he's the heart and soul of the team. Yeah. So we're going Gerard then, yeah. Gerard of the error. Right. 
Nice one. Right, last but not least, strikers. So we've gone six. Um, Thierry Henry, Alan Shearer, Sergio Aguero, Wayne Rooney, Ruud van Nistelrooy, and Harry Kane. Ooh. A lot of good strikers, obviously, I've missed. But uh, yeah. Don't, um, I I think without a shadow of a doubt you've got to have Henri in there. Yeah. He's he's quite possibly best player at Premier League scene if you ask me. Yeah, I, I agree to be honest. Oof. Oof. There we Oof. go. You disagree? Why is it long? <laughs> Whose record golf card in Premier League? Lad. Oh, don't start. Harry Kane's Could go on a bit longer about uh, that, but I think. I for me, out of that list, I think there's only two you can pick. Yeah. It's uh, nah. unanimous in it, really. We can have a discussion about Harry Kane and how good he is, and. Um, just, just so you know, I'm shocked who's not there. Go on. Welcome. As mm. uh, an out and out goal scorer, yeah, 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 same again. It's top top player. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't argue in that score. I think, like like Paul's has said, it's the goal scorer's side that I think when you're picking a team. Now, if you were talking, like you said, players, if you're playing like an attacking midfielder or something like that, then yeah, you probably would go in. But in terms of a front two or whatever. You, your goal scorers and yeah that that's main reason like I said we could go on about yeah. like Fowler um, and like um, Ferdinand yeah, yeah. loads absolute loads um, Drogba people like that wow Drogba yeah so it's, yeah. It's real, this is this is the hardest bit one bit yet because I think um, any of them would be worthy of a place in team, but you can't put them all in. Exactly, that's the um, whole part of the show, mate. So <laughs> could switch for, could switch formation and go to beauty well, four five four one. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, do, that. we'll do another show on another formation, just uh, just to appease your two. Yeah. <laughs> Can we have an Aussie Idealers formation and just just play ten up front? <laughs> Uh, you've just suddenly decided that now we picked end it team Chuffy now for me record goal scorer Alan Shearer probably the best sort of all round goal scorer in uh, Henri maybe Um, they'd be my two them as a two I think that would have been some partnership in the yeah I I think you've got to have Henri in that and then I think if you look, then you're going to get goals with Henri anyway. But then there's three that there's three of them that will guarantee you goals. So you're talking um, Shearer, guarantee goals. His record speaks for itself. Van Nistelrooy, always in the right place at the right time. And um, well, Harry Kane, you guarantee goals as well. But Harry Kane hasn't done it for as long as what Shearer did it. So you've got to rule Harry Kane out. Yeah. As much as it pains me to say, it, got to. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think, I, 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 but as well as Shearer doing being at right place at right time, he scored his fair few tappings and 
uh, diving headers and stuff, but he could really hit the ball from outside box as well. Let's face it. That. His right foot like a bullet. Variety of goals, headers, volleys, penalties, yeah. free kicks, you know, tappings, you name it. Yeah. Good, it you know. Yeah, uh, so I, I think I think I'd probably go with Shearer. So Shearer and Henri, that's that'd be my two. Yeah. Got a Newcastle player in that. <laughs> <laughs> don't think yeah. we've picked please player though, have we? No. Don't, don't start on that. Don't start on that. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So what's this team then, Boosh? Right. So the final team for uh, our listeners that are hopefully still listening. <laughs> um, Pitch Michael in goal. Gary Neville, right back. Ashley Cole, left back. Centre-backs, John Terry, Vincent Company. Right wing, David Beckham. Left wing, Ryan Giggs. Centre-mid, Patrick Vieira and Steven Gerrard. And then your front two is Thierry Henry and Alan Shearer. Good, te- good team, boys, to be fair. It's a, it's a, it's a decent side. That'd give my, uh, my under-15s a, a decent game, to be fair. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a good side. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, that's it, uh, yeah. everybody. Um, yeah, hope you've uh, enjoyed listening. Um, if you think you can get a better team than that, then by all means, try. <laughs> but, yeah, if anybody wants to comment on my shortlist and if they don't agree with it, then it's tough shit. I sense a lot of criticism coming our way. Yeah. I, I do that. I do, but we did decide to do this, boys, so I think we're going to have to... Take the rough or the smooth. I think if 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 we looked at it in terms of all the pl- picking from all the players in the Premier League ever, uh, yeah. I don't think we'd be too far away from the team we've got. No, probably not. Just, and we might know. have had to book a full day off work. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but, but no, we've that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, what you should have done is not not put uh, Shader in. Choice at strikers, and then, and then actually Ooh. would have had right silk on. Oh, it 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 it'd, uh, it'd have gone. It'd have no. stalked off midway through, wouldn't it? Definitely. Been the fat back too. I want yeah. to. <laughs> it would have been definitely. Bye then. <laughs> anyway, so that's the end. Um, thank you all for listening, and give us plenty of comments on all the social media pages. And that's it. So thank you very much, and see you for another episode. See you Bye. I can't help but live in the moment. The Fatback 3 podcast every Monday at 4 p.m.